Today's daf is Bavakama daf Mem Zayin, and we are 12 lines from the bottom of daf Mem Vav Omidez, the two dots, Vechein Poro Shenogcha Esashor Vechulu. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Hanesuna Batsaru Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schos Rufur Shalema for Ephraim Zalman Ben Rivka. So yesterday we began a new parak, Perek Shor Shenogach Esaporo which began with one of the more famous cases, quote-unquote, in Shas. The question is, this Ubra, which is not alive, did it die machmas the Nagicha? Or perhaps the Parah miscarried the child before the Nagicha? As a result, the Nagicha had nothing to do with it. The Baal Hashar, who has to pay Chatzin Nezek for the damage that just took place, does he have to pay Chatzin Nezek also for the Uber, or does he only have to pay Chatzin Nezek for the Parah? The Mishnah said that being that we don't know, the Halacha is Yachloiku. In other words, the Baal Hashar pays Chatzin Nezek for the Parah and pays only Revia Nezek for the blood. He pays Chatzin Nezek for the Parah because the Shor was Vadai Nazik the Parah. Being that the Shor is a Shor Tam, therefore he's responsible to pay Chatzin Nezek. It's a Suffolk whether the Shor was also Mazik the Ober. Being that it's a Suffolk, therefore the most that the Baal Hashar would have to pay is half. Being that it's a Shor Tam, it only pays half of the half. It's for that reason it pays. The Gemara said that this halacha of the Mishnah is going in accordance with the Shita of Sumchis, who holds Mamoin Hamutul Besafik Chalkim. Thus, in this case, with the Sophic, whether or not the Shar was Mazik to Uber, the Balashar would not have to pay Revia Nezek, the Balashar would not have to pay anything. And the reason is because Al-Hanizik Lahavi Araya, that it was the Shor that caused this Uber to die, and unless he could do that, he would be potter. That was the Gemara's very, very abridged version of its discussion of the Reish of the Mishnah. But the Mishnah has a safe as well, the lesser known case. And that is, V'chem Parosh and Nokhes Ashar. The same would be true, said the Mishnah, if a Parosh, and then when the Olam arrived at the scene of where this Nagicha took place, they saw that the Pora, which was the Mazik, had a Vlad at its side. And people were not sure. Meaning, at the time that the Pora, was the Vlad inside, or was it the Vlad not inside? Meaning, was the parah that shtoist, a parah me'ubaris, with the vlad inside of it, or perhaps it had given birth to the vlad before the negicha, so that at the time of the negicha, the uber was no longer there. Says the Mishnah, the Allah is as follows, the owner of the parah who has to pay, because we're talking now where the parah was the nakha, would have to pay chatzin nezek from the parah, v'revian nezek min avlad. Additionally, would have to pay revian nezek from avlad. Now, if you take this Mishnah at face value, what does it sound like? It sounds like the Baal HaPara is going to have to pay three quarters of the damage. Chatzin Nezek from the Para and Revian Nezek from the Vlad. Now, that can't be because we're dealing with a Para that's a Tan. As a result, the most you would have to pay is Chatzin Nezek. So, obviously, there's some 
ambiguity in the language of the Mishnah, and we have to try to figure out then what really is the Allah in the Mishnah. The Gemara now, it's the first part of today's daf, is going to bring two Mahalchen from the Amayran, the first Abaya, and the second one Rav. What's the halacha? Chatsi nezek from the para and revia nezek from the vlad. Says the Gemara, Chatsi nezek or revia nezek? What's going on over here? Paugen nisku the bayushlume. Lachura, the owner of the para is responsible to pay chatsi nezek. Kuve nisko nechi riva mayavidite. Why are you paying nezek sholem minus a revia? In other words, why are you paying three quarters of the damage that took place? Amr Abayas, Abaya always goes first. He said, Chatsi nezek, echad me arba. Benezek. When the Mishnah says that you pay chatzin nezek from the para, what it means is not chatzin nezek, but really what it means is one fourth of the nezek. nezek, and when the Mishnah says that you pay a quarter of the nezek from the vlad, it doesn't mean that you really pay a quarter of the nezek. Rather, echad mishmoin of nezek. What it means is you pay one eighth. In other words, Abayah said, although the Mishnah says chatzin nezek and revian nezek, it's not really what it means. Chatzin nezek means revian nezek, and Revia Nezek means Shmoina Benezek. So that in total, how much are you really paying? What's one fourth plus one eighth? It's three eighths, which is less than Chatsi Nezek, which is okay. Now, by you continue. If the par and the Vlad belong to the same person, in that case, the Nezek would tell the Baal para that I don't care whether there's a suffix with regards to whether your para at the time that it shtois was a mubaris or wasn't mubaris. Meman of shach, either way, you owe me chatzin asik, so pay up chatzin asik. The reason in this case, the halach is that the nizik is only going to get three eighths. It's because the ikimta of the mission is the para the chad of vlad the chad. It's talking about the para belonged to one person and the vlad belonged to another person. So let's just come up for breath for one second. So what is Abayah saying? You have to learn the Teresh of Alpeh because really the words of the Gemara are very, very awesome. It's not clear what's happening. Abayah said, the Mishnah was talking about where the para and the Vlad belong to two different people. How's that possible? Someone owns a para and the para's Muberes and he sold the Vlad to somebody. I don't know. But the point is the para belongs to one person, the Vlad belongs to another person. Now this para stays. We have a suffix whether the Vlad was involved in the Negicha or whether the Vlad was not involved in the Negicha. On the side that the Vlad was involved in the Negicha, the way we look at it is as if two paros stays. There's two partners. There's two shutfen. The para tzizamim mit the vlad. If two paros would shtois and cause nezek, each one would be responsible for half. So that in this nezek right now, there isn't just one mazik, but really there are two mazikin. One is the para, and the other one is the vlad. So when you start the analysis, the way you start it is, we're going to figure out what the damage is, and we're going to divide it amongst two parties. Now, the para was zikr involved in the damage. Being that the para was zikr involved in the damage, so the bala para is definitely responsible for half of the damage that took place. Being that it's a short time, it only has to pay half of the half, therefore he's going to pay a revia. As it relates to the vlad, it's only a suffix whether or not the Vlad was involved. Being that it's only a suffix, so therefore, Hechtsin's you would be responsible for half of the half. And being that it's a short time, you pay half of the half of the half, which is an eighth, and that's why the owner is going to end up getting 
only three eights. Now, this is only true because the par and the vlad belong to two different people. If it belonged to one person, some of shach, you owe the person chatzinezek. But being that there's a shutfis over here, and regarding one of the shutfin, it's only a suffix. So therefore, you're going to end up getting your full half of the half, only because it's a short time, which is one quarter from one, and you're going to get half of that, which is one eighth from the other. That's why you end up with three eighths. Now, the kashta still is that, it's not what the Mishnah said, which, by the way, is going to be Rava's kasha. But even though it's Rava's kasha, Abaya has to say face. Mishnah said, Chatsi Nezek, V'Revia Nezek. Zakabai, you know what it means? It really means Revia and uh, Shmoina. It's not what the Mishnah said. So Rashi explains that you have to say that Abaya is going to learn that the Mishnah was just saying what the halacha would have been had there not been a Shotef. Meaning, had there not been a shutif, then the Balapara would have been Chayev Chatzin and the Uber would have been Chayev Revian because it's a suffix whether the Uber was Mazak or was a Mazak. So the Chatzin and the Revia is not Lufia Emes what you're paying, but it's what you're technically responsible to pay. And now that there's two partners, so we cut everything in half, and that's why it ends up being instead of a half a revia, and instead of a revia, an eighth. It's a doichik. It's the reason Rav is not going to like Abayah's pshat. But again, in pshuto shomikra, this is the way Abayah learned the Mishnah. Now, Abayah continued, and Abayah said as follows. In the event that the Nizik would go over to the Balpara first, he would, before he's teveya, and before he sues, the Baal Ha'ober. He would go after the Baal Para. Hachinami to Amalei the Baal Para. He would be able to tell the Baal Para, Paradidach Azikton, your Para for sure was Mazikmi. Havli Raya de Isloch Shutfi. Prove to me that you have a Shutif. And if you could prove to me that you have a Shutif, so then, Anachinami, I'm willing to understand that you don't have to give me the full Chatzin Nazik. You're only going to give me a Revia Nazik. In other words, when the Mishnah says that the Balapara only has to pay Revia Nezek, it's talking about where he did not go over to the Balapara first. Because had he gone over to the Balapara first, that's something he could have done. Elo, the Kodem Tavi, the Balavlad, the case that the Mishnah is talking about, where first he went over to the Balavlad, and he told the Balavlad, your Vlad, I believe, was complicit in this Hezek, and as a result, I want you to pay me what you have to pay me. Now, once he goes over to the Balavlad, now you can't ever take the full payment from the Balapara. Because the Balpara is going to tell the Nizik Golasadaitech the Shutfi Isli. You already Megaladas that I have a Shutif, and once you went over to my Shutif and you tried collecting from him, you relinquished your ability to get the full Chatzli Nezik from me. Some say that Abaya didn't make this qualification. Rather, Abaya held Afagat to cut him top of the Balpara Tchilo, even if he would go over to the Balpara Tchilo, still Motsi Madchile, still the Balpara would be able to tell the Nizik, I'm not giving you my full half. Why? The Amalei made the Yadi, the Shutif Isli, because I hold I have a Shutif, and to the extent that I hold I have a Shutif, therefore I'm not Mechuyif to give you the full payment. In other words, the Gemara has two Lashoinis, whether Abayas Pshat is only true if he went over to the Baal Havlad first, or whether it's true even if he went over to the Baal Parah first. Now what's the lumdus of all these sfaras that just went back and forth. So take a look at the bottom toys of this and then spend a few weeks on it. And like this, maybe we'll come up with a little bit of a mahalach. But there's a lot of lumdus going on here in these few lines. But al this is Abayah's mahalach. Abayah said that when the Mishnah says that the Nizik is going to get Chatzin Nezek from the Balpara and Revia Nezek from the Balvlad, it sounded like a half a Nezek plus a quarter of a Nezek. He's going to walk away three quarters of the way home, which is not what you're supposed to get 
when you're dealing with a shartan. So Abaya, when it says chatsi nezek from the parah, what it really means is revia nezek, and when it says revia nezek from the vlad, what it really means is shminis of the nezek. In total, you're going to end up with three eights. What's the cheshmin? Because we're talking about where the para and the Vlad belong to two different people. And being that it belonged to two different people, you can get your, there's two shutfin over here that involve. So the most that you can get from any one of these parties is really a revia. Why? Because there's two partners and the most anyways is chatzinezek because we're dealing with a shartam or a para that was a tama. As it relates to the bala para, you vada, you're entitled to revia. That's what you're going to get. As it relates to the vlad, it's mom and amul you're going to get half of that. You're going to get half of the revia, which is one eight. Oh my rava, the rava heard about his pshat and he said, "Atu echad mi arba benezek veechad mishmoyim benezek atani." It's a nice pshat abaya. The math, the cheshbon all works. The lundis I can live with. The problem is, it's not what the mishnah says. What did the mishnah say? Chatzin nezek for revia nezek atani. The mishnah says it's a chatzin nezek and revia nezek. And your pshat, although Rashi explained it a little bit, is just two dachok. Said rava for that to be the pshat and mishnah. Ella, my rava. Rava said the oilam be part of ladachat. The mishnah is talking about a more simple case. It's talking about where the para and the vlad belong to the same person. You don't have to make this like himta that the para belonged to one person, the vlad belonged to another person. There's two shutfin over here. There's one mazik. This is what the Mishnah meant to say. What it meant to say was, Isla para, in the event that the para is here, then the nizik will be able to collect the full chatzinezik from the para. Less of the para. If the para is not here, you'll be able to collect only a revia of the nezek from the vlad itself. What's Rav's pshat? Again, we need some help from the Torah Shabbat Peh. Rav is saying that Avada the Mishnah doesn't mean that you're going to get a Chatzin Nezek plus a Revian Nezek. What the Mishnah meant to say was that you can collect either from the Para or you can collect from the Vlad. If you're going to collect from the Para, you'll be able to get your full Chatzin Nezek. That's what Chatzin Nezek from the Para means. You can get your full Chatzin Nezek from the Para. If you're taking from the Vlad, you won't be able to take the full Chatzin Nezek. The most you'll be able to take is the Revian Nezek. What does this even mean? So this is based on the idea that a short time is mishalem migufai. So there's a limit, there's a cap in terms of how much you're ever allowed to collect as it relates to a short time. What is it? It's migufai. So if you have the guf of the para, so you can take the full chatzin from the para. If all you have, however, is the guf of the vlad, then you will not be able to take the full chatzin And the reason is because being that there's a suffix whether the vlad was part of the guf hamazik, so the most you'd be able to take from the goof of the Vlad would be revealed in Azek. So Avada exists. What you end up getting is Chatzin Azek. It's not three quarters, like it sounds like from the Mishnah. It's not three eighths, like the way Abaya explained it. What you're getting is Chatzin. What the Mishnah means is that when you collect your Chatzin, and we know it has to be from the goof of the Parah, so if you're taking from the Parah, you can get the full Chatzin, because the Parah was Vadai Mazik. And if you're taking it only from the Vlad, why? Akasha Famaisa. The par is not here, so then you'll only be able to get a quarter, not because it's a suffix whether the damage took place, not because it's a suffix whether or not the mazik is chayv chatzin nezek. This suffix whether this shtick flesh that you have in front of you right now is the gufa mazik. If it's a gufa mazik, you can take. But if not, not. And mom and I'm with the so if we knew for sure it was, you'd be able to take chatzin, so now all you can end up being able to take is revius. So the Gemara says, one inference that you see from Ravid, that is time at the way Adina, and you have a Vlad Bada. It sounds like from Rava, the only reason you're only able to take 
Revia Nezek from the Vlad is because we have a suffix whether or not the Vlad was part of the Paro at the time that the Nagicha took place. It's clearly implied from what Rav is saying that if it would have been Pasha, that the Vlad was part of the Paro at the time that the Nagicha took place, then for sure you'd be able to take Kulei Nezek from the Vlad, right? Meaning it's clearly implied from Rav's understanding in the Mishnah that the Vlad is considered part of the Mikufai, and you can collect from the Vlad. The only reason you can only take up the Chatsi Nezek, but all you have is the Vlad here, right? Chatsi of the Chatsi, is because it's a Maman Amot of But if there was no Maman Amot of you knew for sure that a Paramu Beres was Mazik, and all you had now was the Vlad, you'd be able to take the full pen. If Rabbi doesn't hold that, then his Peshat in the Mishnah is dead on arrival. So it's obvious that that's what the case is. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Lutamein, this is Rabbi Lushitas, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi said, Parash is a Parash that's Mazik, Goiva mi Vladimir, comes to be Goiva. And there's a halacha, when we're discussing a short time, that you could only be Goiva from the Gov, you could be Goiva from the Parah, and you could even be Goiva from the Vlad. My time, what's the reason? Gufahi, because we look at the Vlad as being part and parcel of the Guf of the Par. In fact, if you look in the Rishonim, the Rishonim Amitzai in the Sugya of Uber Yerechimoy, Rava holds Uber Yerechimoy, so we look at the Uber as literally being an Aether of the Para, and just like when it comes to being Gavim Gufa, you can be Gavim from any one of the Avarim that you want, so therefore you'd be able to be Gavim from the Uber as well. Rava continued and he said, Tarnagoylashahiziko, a hen that's Mazik, in a Gavim Midbeit Sasa. So when it comes to Migufa, you can be Gavim from from the Tarnagoylus itself, by the way, underrated. A lot of the Gemaras in Bavakama talk about the Tarnagoylus that was Mazik. So the show we know is dangerous. The Tarnagoylus seems innocent and idle, but so many Gemaras with this Tarnagoylus is causing trouble. But Tarnagoylus, Shehziko, ain't a When it comes to Megufa, you can't take from the egg that the hen has inside of it. My time, what's the reason? Because We look at it, Rashi says, Dover something that's separate from the actual Tarnagoylus, and therefore that would not be considered part of Migufoy. So the Vlad is considered part of the guf of the para. However, the Bates is not considered part of the guf of the Tarnagoy. In the event that you have a Shar that was Nogach Apara. And in this case, we don't have a Suffolk whether the Shar was Mazak Tapara. We know for sure it was Mazak Tapara. And we know for sure that the para was a muberis at the time that the damage took place. And now we have to assess the value of the damage. So Rava says, that when we make this assessment, we don't look at the para individually and at the vlad individually. Rather, what we do is, we make one assessment. We look at the value of the para together with the Vlad, and the value of the Parah without the Vlad, we figure out what that difference is, and that's what you're going to have to pay. In other words, in a case where a shor was Nogach al-Parah and now the Parah was damaged, and the Uber was damaged, there's two ways, technically, two methodologies we can use to try to determine what the damage is. One is, we could look at what the Parah was worth before and what the Parah was worth after. We could also look at the Uber independently and say, what was the Uber worth, and what is the Uber worth now? add up those two numbers, and that's what your bill is going to look like. Another way to look at it is, is saying that, at the end of the day, the Nizik was one entity. It was a part of Muberis. Now, 
this parah is no longer Muberis, right? And we can assess what the value of the parah was before and what the value of the parah was after. Rav is saying the Chiddush. Rav is saying that when we do this Shuma, so we don't assess the parah and the Vlad individually, but rather we make one Shuma. We look at this parah Muberis, what it was worth before, what it's worth now, and that's the number that the Mazik has to pay. Now, the reason we do it this way, said Rav Ishin, in Iato because if you're not going to do it like this, you're going to cause the Mazik to have to pay extra, and we do not want to cause the Mazik to pay extra. In other words, Rav is saying that the way it's going to come out cheaper for the Mazik is by doing one Shuma, as opposed to assessing the value of the par and the Uber individually. And being that our interest is to help the mazik, so therefore we do it in the latter way because we want to make sure that the mazik is not going to lose more than he has to. Rav continued. He said, "The chenata might say you find the same exact thing." Somebody chops off the hand of his friend's evet. The halach is you have to pay as a mazik. Now, if somebody chops off the hand of his own evet, so the halach is an evet kanan is yotzeb b'shein va'ayin. And with the Chav Dalad Rashi of Arms, he's going to go free. But we're talking about where somebody chopped off the hand of his friend's Evet. Here, too, there's two ways you can assess the damage. One way would be to ask the owner of the Evet, how much money would you pay to not have your Evet's hand chopped off? Another way to assess it is, how much is an Evet worth with a hand, and how much is he worth without a hand? Here, too, if you do it in the second way, the number's going to be a little bit less than in the first way. Meaning people will pay a lot of money to not have their Evet's hand chopped off, even though when it comes to the amount that the Evet would be devalued by his hand being chopped off, it's not quite going to be as much. Says Rav, it's the same exact halacha. If someone is keteh yad abdeh shalchaveroi, we don't ask him how much would you pay not to have the Evet's hand chopped off, but rather we assess the value of the before and the after of the Evet, that's what you have to pay. The chenatomite's a third time where you find such an idea, if somebody damages his friend's field... The halach is, you now have to pay for any damage that was incurred, right? So if somebody damages the payers, for example, of his friend's field, so you have to pay for it. So the normal way you would think to go about assessing it is, is how much would the payers worth? How much is it worth now? They're gone, and therefore, based on that, you figure out how much he has to pay. Says Robert, that's not what you do. What you do is you look at the field, how much was it worth with the payers, how much is it worth without the payers, and that's what you pay. And again, that number is going to be a, a lesser number. So Rav said in all three of these cases, we do the lesser number, meaning we use the formula that's going to end up being more lenient to the mazik. And what's the reason? Because otherwise, the mazik is going to end up losing out. So it sounds like Rav was really trying to help the plight of the mazik. And he said, therefore, when there's two different mahalchim had to go about in determining the nazik, we're going to always err in the direction of helping the mazik. He says, I don't understand what the tatu was saying, right? He said, if you're going to tell me that in halacha, maybe you were supposed to use the first mahalik, then likchish mazik. So you're going to bypass what the halacha is because you're looking out for the mazik. First of all, why are you looking out for the mazik? Besides, and besides, it's just not glad. Even if you had 50 reasons to look out for the mazik, you're supposed to do what's glad. So at the end of the day, the if this is the din, so he told him back, meaning even though Rav said the reason we're doing this is 
It's a little bit misnomer. It sounds like what Rabbah was saying was that really in halach it's not the way you should do it. However, we're looking out for the mazik. That's not pshat. Pshat is that it's reasonable to do it in this way. Because at the end of the day, you a mazik or paramu Now you don't have a paramu Okay. Let's look at the cheft so that your shor was mazik and let's figure out how much less it's worth right now. And based on that, we'll figure out what it is you owe. In other words, the real reason we do it the latter way is because the mazik always has a kayachataimah. Mishum right? The mazik could always say his lawyer is going to argue on his behalf and he's going to say, I'm sorry, my client understands that he did something wrong, but And to the extent he has such a kayachataimah, that's a valid taina. You can't be mechayev and to pay more than that. Why then did Rava say, It's a good order. But the bottom line is, it's a misnomer, and he never meant to say that that's not the halacha. Another postscript to this Indian of that's Pashit. In the event that you have a shor that was nagach es hapara. And the part was Mubaris. And the part belonged to one person, and the Vlad belonged to another person. Now we have to make a Shuma, and we have to figure out what exactly the Mazak is going to owe. And we just mentioned Rava's halacha, which is that the way we do it is not by assessing the Vlad and the mother independently, but it's going to be one Shuma. How much was the part worth? How much is it worth now? Now, when it comes time to paying, Tachlis, right? So the money is going to have to be given to the two respective owners. So the question is, how do you figure out what percentage of it goes to the owner of the para and what percentage of it goes to the owner of the vlad? So the Gemara says like this, that's poshit that the pitma is labal par. So when the para is mu'beres, so the para ends up eating more, and as a result, ends up gaining weight that's not related to the uber per se. So that's portion that that pitma, that right now is lost because of the damage that just took place, is going to go to the owner of the para, because the owner of the para is the one that owns that. The Gemara Shailu was nafchamai, as it relates to any bloating that happens to the para, because the para is mu'beres. So again, this is not the uber per se, but it's the para that is bloated as a result of the uber. It's not basar that is now part and parcel of the para as a result of food that the para ate because it had a bigger appetite. But rather, it's just some bloating, some stretching that took place. The grum of it was the uber, but lamaisa, it's part and parcel of the hefts of the para. So the question is, who's entitled to any loss that is incurred as a result of dinagicha, meaning when we do the shuma, who's going to get that? So the Gemara says it was a machlok gizamir on rapap, amad the ba'par, rap achabreder, rap ika, amacholkin, the hilchasa, and what's the halacha? The halacha is cholkin zok the mishnahite. We have right to get to, so we're going to have to go weiter. Hakadosh hichnis kedei roisov lechotzer bal habayis shaloy brishos. So the Mishnah is talking about a kadar. A kadar is someone that sells kederos. So he sells pottery, these earthenware kalim. He took his kederos, he brought it into his neighbor's chatzar, shalai b'shos. He decided he's setting up shop in his neighbor's backyard. Okay. Now, the balabayas had behemoths, old school, and the behemoth, the balabayas, went and it trampled on these kederos that destroyed them. Potter, the halach is that the bal ha the bal ha is going to be potter. Why? 
pretty obvious. Who asked you to bring your kteris into my rishos? My animals roam freely in my rishos. That kuliamaloi pligi stam shvarim is becheskashim or kaimi. That's something I'm definitely allowed to do, and as a result, I'm not responsible for anything that happens. Vim uskubahen. What happens if the balachotzer's behema got damaged as a result of the fact that there were kderos inside the chotzer? The balakteris are going to be chayev. You basically damaged my behema in my rishos when you came in. Shalai b'shos. Naturally, you're going to be chayev. Then hichnes b'shos. If, however, the balakteris brought his kteris and b'shos, meaning he had permission to do it, in that case, bal hachotzer chayev. In the case, meaning the first case of the Mishnah, where the behema of the Balachotzer broke the Kteris, then in the event that the Balachotzer had Rishos to bring his Kteris in, being that he did a Rishos, so it was sort of understood and implied that the Balachotzer was going to be careful, and being that his behemoth ended up damaging these Kteris, so it's for that reason he's going to be high. So let's just get these three cases clearly, because it's going to repeat itself in the Mishnah now three times, and the Gemara is going to discuss it. So we're talking about a Kadar, someone that owns Kteris, he brought his Kteris into the Chotzer of a Balabayas, Shaloi Bishos. So the Allah is like this. If the behemoth of the Balachatzer damages, he's going to be potter. If the, bala, if the behemoth of the Balachatzer gets damaged, then the Balachatzer is going to be chayat. So the Balachatzer is always yada eloyoyin. If his behemoth damages, he's potter. You came into my chatzer shloy b'shos, I'm potter. If my behemoth gets damaged, you're chayat. Again, I'm yada eloyoyin. Who asked you to bring it there? If it was hichnes b'shos, then going back to the first case of the Mishnah, in the event that the Balachatz is behemoth damaged, the Alachas is going to be high. Because if I gave you Rishos, it's implied that I took upon myself responsibility, I'm going to make sure my behemoth doesn't damage the Kteris. Same case would be if Hichnes Peiros of Rishos, if somebody had Peiros, so he didn't have Kteris, he had Peiros. That's the only part of the story that changes. And he took his Peiros into his neighbor's field. And the behemoth of the Balabais ate the Peiros potter. He's going to be potter. Who asked you to bring it there? Vim husko behen balapeiros chayev. And if the behemoth of the balachotzer got damaged as a result of the peiros, then the balapeiros is going to be chayev. Vim hichnes bershos. And if the balapeiros had bershos to bring his peiros, and then if the balachotzer's behemoth damaged it, ate it, the aloch is chayev. He's going to be chayev. Another case. Hichnes shoyroi lechotzer balabayis shloy bershos. If somebody brought his shar. Into the chotzer of a balabayis shaloi brishos again, not kederos, not peiros, and then times in this case it's his shor v'nokchay shorish of balabayis, and the shor of the balabayis went and it shtoist this shor that went in shaloi brishos. Oishin noshchay kalboish of balabayis, or the balabayis's door came and he took a bite out of him. Potter, the lachas he's potter because even though it was masik, but again it's a my brishos. You came shaloi brishos. I'm potter. Nogachu shorish of balabayis chayev. If this shor that came in shaloi brishos shtoist the shor of the Balabais, in that case, he's going to be chayv because he came shaloi b'shus. Not a little What would be if the shard that entered shaloi b'shus fell into a pit that was inside the chotzer, and because it fell into the pit, this pit was a pit that had mayim inside of it, and it caused all the water to dry out. So chayev, you're going to be chayev for drying out this person's water. Let's say punked on the bottom of the pit. The father or the son of the owner of the chatzah was there. All of a sudden, this shark comes crashing down, and Rachman al son killed these people. Mishalom as a goyfer, you're gonna have to be goyfer. If the shark entered b'shus, then in the event 
that the Balachot's Nishar, or Kelev was Mazikit, Balachot's Achayev, then the Balachot's is going to be Chayev. So the Mishnah really repeated this halacha three times. Sai, as it relates to someone that brought his Kteris into a Chatzabal Bayes, someone brought Peris into a Chatzabal Bayes, and somebody brought his Shar into a Chatzabal Bayes. Again, what's the halacha? Before we see the last line of the Mishnah, if it was Shaloi Bashos, and then it got damaged, the Balachot's is going to be Pater. If it was Shaloi Bashos and it damaged, you're going to be chayev. If you entered Bershos and then it, the Balachotzer damaged, so then the Allah is, the Balachotzer is going to be chayev. And the reason is because you came Bershos. If I gave you a rech to come into my chotzer, it's understood and implied that I'm going to be careful and I'm going to watch out. So, the Mishnah. As it relates to that halacha, Rabbi Yoyme, Rabbi says, Bekulon enoy chayiv, adshi yikabal olav lishma. This, that the Tanakhama, this, that the Chama and the Mishnah say, that if the Balachotzer gives the Balakteris, or the Balaperis, or the Balashar, Rishos to enter the Chotzer, that the halacha now is, that if my Shar, my Behemoth was Mazik, the halacha is, I'm going to be chayiv. So, Rabbi, it's not true. It's only true if they explicitly agree. There's a star, there's a contract. It's assumed for sure that that's what he said. But minastam, that's not what we are going to name on. In other words, Rebbe's chilek with the third halacha of the Mishnah. Whereas the Chachamim say that if the Balakteris had Rishos and then the Balachatzah was Mazik, the Balachatzah is going to be chayv, Rebbe's chilek with that. What Lachura is the Nekudas Hamachloikis, which is going to segue right into the Gemara? Sounds like the Nakudas Hamachloikis is when somebody gives someone else Rishus to come into his Chatzar. Does that mean that he's taking responsibility? He's saying, listen, I'm giving you permission to come over. You could bring your Schoira here. That means I'm going to watch my behaviors. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to it. Or Mechatesi, I gave you Rishus to come in. That's true, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm being Makabal on myself, Shmira, that I'm going to watch, that everything's going to be okay. The Chachomim hold that when you give somebody Rishus to come in, by definition, it means you're being. Mikabal Achrai is to make sure that nothing's going to happen, whereas Rebbe is Cholik, and Rebbe says that Lav Davko, that's the way it is. Rez the Gemara. Adik. Taimo the Shavoy Brishos. The Mishnah said that in the event that the Balakteris brought his Kteris into a Chatzar, Shavoy Brishos. And then the animal of the Balachotzer got damaged as a result of that. The halacha is, the Balakteris is going to be chayyim. The second halacha of the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah gave three different cases. Each one had three halachas. So this is case number two, where the person brought the schayra, stick with the first case, kederos, shaloi bershos, the husko bahen, and then the animal of the Bal HaChotzer got damaged. So what was the halacha? The Bal is, is going to be high. Now, it sounds like from the Mishnah, right, pretty good diak, that that's true because he came in Shaloi Rishos. Hub Rishos, but what would be if the Bal Kederis had Rishos to bring his Kederis inside? Bal the Bal It sounds like the halacha would be, in that case, the Bal Kederis would not be high. I mean, if the Bal Kederis had Rishos to bring his Kederis in, and then the behemoth of the Balachatz would be damaged from the Kteris. It sounds like the Allah would be that the Balachatz would not be able to collect payment. In other words, the Balach 
Teirois, it sounds like, would be potter. The only reason he's chayiv is, is because he came shaloi b'shos. But if he would come b'shos, in that case, the Allah is, he would be potter. V'loyam rinon, and we don't say that when the Balakteri got Rishos to bring his Kteris in, Kabuli Kabo Balakteris Natirusa de Behemta de Balchotzer, that he's taking upon himself a Chrayis that I'm going to make sure that the Behem of the Balachotzer is going to be okay. In other words, the Gemara is making a Pashtadik. It sounds like the first two Allahs of the Mishnah we're talking about were Rishloi Bishos, the third case in the Mishnah was where he went Bishos. The second of the two Allahs of Bishos, which is the one that we need, is talking about where the Balakteri puts his kteris into chatzah haveris shaloi b'shos, and then the behem of the Baal chatzah gets damaged. What's the halacha? The Baal hakteris is going to be chayv. Why is he chayv? Because he did it, shaloi b'shos. It sounds like if he had b'shos, he would be potter. Sounds obvious, right? It's not, it's not so obvious. Why is it not so obvious? Because there is a svara to say that when the Baal HaKotzer gave the Baal HaKteris b'shos, to bring his kteris, it was understood that I'll give you rishos to put your kteris here, but at the same time, with the rishos comes a responsibility and achrayis to watch it, to make sure that my animal's not going to get damaged. And to the extent that my animal ends up getting damaged, in that case, maybe you should be chayef. Now, from the fact that it's mavur in the Mishnah, not that way, so what do you see from here? You see that loyam rinan, right? Just to read the words of the Gemara again. We don't say kabule kabu balkteris netirusai de behemtai de balchatzer. That we don't assume that when the balkteris was given rishos, he took upon himself a chrayis to make sure that the behemah de balchatzer is going to be protected. Says the Gemara, mani rebihi. Isn't that shitas rebi? The Omar who said, in, as it relates to the third case of the Mishnah, that when the Balachotzer gave the Balakteros Rishos to enter his Chotzer, the halacha is that if the Balachotzer is Mazik, he's not going to be Chayef unless he told him a foolish, I'm taking upon myself, because Rebbe holds Kol Bistama, that if all it is is Stam, Loyam Rinon, we don't say Kabbalah Lanetirusa, that he was Mikabal Netirusa. So the Gemara is saying that Lachura. The diak that we have in the second halach of the Mishnah sounds like Rebbe, right? Because it's Tafka Rebbe that holds that in Astam we don't assume that the person was Mechabal Shmira. But the Gemara says it can't be Rebbe. Why? Because Ema Seifa. Because the Mishnah had a third case. And what did it say in the third case? That's clearly going according to Rabbanon. That Minasnam, we assume that the person was Mechabal Netirusa. Meaning, you can't tell me that the second case is going according to Rebbe because. The third halacha is clearly the Chachamim. How do we know it's the Chachamim? Because Rebbe was chaylik on the third halacha. And the Gemara adds that, Vesu Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe said, Mefur is pekulon, any chay, bachi, lishmar. After we mention the third case, the Mishnah mentions Rebbe. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, Reisha v'seifa Rebbe umetziyos Rabbanon, does it make sense that the Reisha and the Seifa, the second case, and the third, and the end of the Mishnah is Rebbe, Whereas the third case is going according to the Rabbanon, I'm Rab Zeira. So Rab Zeira said, yeah, Tavra Misha Shonazu, Loi Shonazu, Enachanami. Even though when you read the Mishnah very, very neatly, so it sounds like the Mishnah is telling me a locha about Balakteros and Balapeiros and Balashar that brought his Chayra into someone else's Chatzar. Two alochas as it relates to the Shalai Mishnah, and then one alocha if he did it. It sounds like it's all one time, it's one sheet, and everyone 
that's included in this Tana is going to hold of all three of these halachas, it's really not true. It's really the opinion of two different Tana. The second halacha is really Shitas Rebbe, and the third halacha is Shitas Achachamim. In other words, Misha Shonazu, Lashonazu, Itaka cannot be the same Tana. Rava, my Rava says no. Kulu Rabbanon, really the entire Mishnah is the Rabbanon, meaning the three halachas up until Rebbe is all one shita. It's all the shita of the Rabbanon. Ubeshus shmiras kederos kibel olav balchatzer vaafilu nishbaru beruach. What does this mean? There's a chilek between balachatzer uh, who gives the balakderos rishus to bring his kederos into his chatzer versus the balhakderos who was given rishus to bring his kederos into the chatzer. In other words. When the Balachotzer tells the Balakteris, you can bring your Kteris into my Rishos, the Balachotzer is assuming full responsibility, full liability for anything that's going to happen. But when the Balakteris is granted Rishos to take his Kteris and put it into Chatzachaveroi, Lavdavke, he's assuming responsibility and he's assuming Achrais for anything that's going to happen. So even the Chachamim that hold from the third halacha, that when a person gives the Balakteris Rishos, he's assuming Achrais, that's only from the standpoint of the Balachotz, so the Balachotz is taking Achrayas. But the Balakteros, he's not assuming Achrayas for anything that's going to happen to the Chotz. And if that's the case, as it relates to the Balachotz, if he were given Rishos to bring his Kteros inside, being responsible for any damages that happened to the Balabayas, for that he's going to be part of. That's why the Mishra says the only time he's going to be Chayef if it was Huska is if it was Shalei Bershos. But if it's Bershos, he's going to be part I he had Rishos, so when he was given Rishos, didn't he take it upon himself to watch? No, he was given Rishos. But from the standpoint of the Balchatzer, that was the third case, where he allowed the Balchatzer to come in, then if he damages, he's going to be Chayef, because when he gave Rishos, included in him giving Rishos, was, I'm going to make sure that everything is going to be okay, and as a result, if he does not, he's going to be Chayef, because him giving the person Rishos to bring the Kalim into his Chatzer is take. Now, what's the difference? Why do we assume that when the Balchatzer tells the Balakteris, you can bring the Kteris into my Rishos, we assume he's being Makabal Achrayis. But from the Balakteris perspective, when he's given Rishos, we don't assume he's being Makabal Achrayis. So if you look at the Rosh, the Rosh is a very posh far. He says the Balachatzer, he owns the Chatzer. He lives here. So he could say that, you know what, you want to bring your Kteris here, no worries, you can leave them here, and I'm being Makabal Shmira, I'm going to make sure nothing's going to happen. If a person knocks on his neighbor's door and he says, do me a favor, can I please keep my Kteris here? Right, I just need to keep them here for a little bit of time. Is there a Havamina that he thinks he can make sure that the Balachatzer's animals are not going to be damaged by the Kteris? How would he even go about doing that? It's just something that's Rachik Menaseichel. It doesn't even make sense that that's something he should be able to execute. So being that that's something that's so hard to even figure out, how he'd even be able to come about, therefore Menastam, the Umdana is, that that's not what happened, and we are going to exhale. We're going to stop the daf portion of the daf right here. So as it relates to Raid, Part two of yesterday's raid, which discussed the court of Moshe Rabbein. The Pasik in Parshnas Yisrael discusses in very, very great length what Moshe Rabbeinu's court looked like before and what it looked like after. The Pasik says, Vayimi Machras. It was the day after, Rashi Chumash says, it was Mimachras Yom HaKippurim. So Moshe Rabbeinu had gone up to Shemayim after Maimon Har Sinai. 
to be Mechabal the Luchais. 40 days, Shvirus HaLuchais. Another 40 days, and another 40 days, and finally on Yom Kippur he came down with the Luchais Shneas. So it was the very next day, Vayeshev Moshe Lishpait HaSa'am. Moshe Rabbeinu sat down to judge the nation. Vayamoyed Ha'am al-Moshe min ha-boyker ad ha-arev. And the nation, the Olam, they were by Moshe Rabbeinu literally from the morning until evening. Vayarch Oysem Moshe, Zkal Asher Oysalot, you saw everything that was happening. You need help, You're my Aiden. I have to look out for you. This is impossible. You can't, one person by himself, take the achrais and the responsibility for judging all the court cases that are going on. So Moshe told the Shver, I hear. But at the same time, the Olam's coming to me, and I have no choice. I have to do what I have to do. So he said, Right? Whenever there's a court case, they come to me. So, I understand what you're doing. But at the same time, it's not good. Because Novel Tiba, Rashi says you're going to get worn out, right? There's only so much and so long you're going to be able to do this. not something you can do by yourself. Listen to me, I have advice. May Hashem be with you. And he goes on with a whole arichas, and he sets up this whole judicial system of how he thinks he should do things. Right, I'm skipping a little bit. Set up a system, find a whole bunch of Dayana people with good credentials, and they're going to judge the oil. Now, if this going to be a Dover Agadol, that they're going to bring to you. But for Chol Adover HaKotoin, anything that's not so God, let them help you carry this load. There's no reason, there's no mitzvah, Yisrael tells Moshe Rabbeinu, for you to have to do this by yourself. And then he concludes, If this is something you're going to listen to, and Hashem is going to command you, He's going to tell you to do this, and this is something that could work, so this is the Atzas Yisroi, not Atzas Yitzroi, Atzas Yisroi. This is the advice that Yisroi gives his Adam. And the Pasuk continues, Listen to Yisroi. Right, the Svarim say that why does it say L'Kol Chosnoi? Why does it say L'Kol Yisroi? Because he listened to him because he was a Shver. Etc., etc. So there were two things that bothered me. Poshit Pshat, in this story that we've heard maybe a thousand times. Number one, what was the guys of Pichas of Yisrael? And how is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu on his own couldn't figure this out? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu feel the urge and the need and the necessity for him to have to preside over every Dover cotton and every Dover Gadol? This is the Dardaya. There were many qualified Skenim and Chshuvim that obviously could sit down and paskin Dine Mamanis, which requires Shloisha Hedyaitis. So, are you talking that Moshe Rabbeinu felt that this was something that he had to do himself until Yisroi, with his grace of Pichas, he was Zoycha, that a whole parasha was named after him because of this Indian. What? Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't figure this out by himself? And even more than that, Yisroi, when he tells Moshe, 
his idea. He tells him, in Es Hadover Azet Asa, Vitzivcha Elikim. What does it mean? Vitzivcha Elikim. He's telling him that before you listen to me, I want you to go to the Avishta and get a sign off. Make sure it's okay. Was Shoinoi Hazov Shalar Ramban. In Tas Es Hadover Azet, Vitzivcha Elikim Lasoisa, if Hashem's going to command you to do it, then it's okay. Meaning, then go, but don't do it unless Hashem is masking. As if this requires some mitzvah Hashem in order for you to be able to do this. What's so controversial? What's the big deal? You have a bezdin. Every society has a bezdin of some sorts. You have a Sanhedrin Gedoyla, Sanhedrin Ketana. You have, why does this require some sign-off? Why do we need v'tziv chalikim? Right, for Avram Avinu to take Yitzchak and to be makrivim on the arcade, they required v'tziv chalikim. Eliyobara Caramel required v'tziv chalikim. What's the grace of in halacha that Yisrael is saying over here that he said, You could only do this if Hashem is going to command you to do it. It's a pella, it's pashim, not a fancy kasha, but just pashim shah. Number one, why did Moshe Rabbeinu not intuitively understand that this is the right thing to do? And even Yisrael, Epis Bavart, in Tzivcha, Elohim, it's only then that this is on the Yikish. So Kubid of Shad is, and maybe this is even Emes in the world of Josh. That is, we've mentioned in the past, Tchsam Soifer, when he was masked Rab Kiva Eger. So he said it over Nifla. So this is the middle of his hespin on his great Shver Rab Kiva Eger. The Gemara says in Masechtas Brachas Daftalad Amad Aleph that David Amelech said Shomra Nafshi Kichasid Ani. David Amelech says, "Hakadosh Baruch, I want you to watch me. Why? Because I'm a Chassid." Says the Gemara, "Ve David Mikar LaNafshi Chassid." David Amelech referred to himself as a Chassid. So the Gemara says, "Yes." And you want to know why? Because David said, "Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I'm a Melech." There's a lot of kings in the world. He says, you want to know what a chassid I am? Look at the difference between the way I conduct myself and between the way all the Malchei Mizrachum Mayrev conduct themselves. He said, Kol Malchei Mizrachum Mayrev, Yeshenem Al Mitasan. They sleep, they sleep late. Vani, and you want to know what I look like? Yodai Meluchlochis Bedam Shvir Veshulya Yotar Yishalabailo. He said, my hands, they're always bloody from Dam Nida and Dam Yoled. That's why? Kidei Yotar Yishalabailo. So Dovin Amel tells the Rebish, am I not a chassid? He said, I'm a melech. I can conduct myself the way all the kings conduct themselves, but I don't. Says the Chassam Soifer. So he said this in his hesped. He said, "What's takib shot in Dovra Melech?" So Dovra Melech said that even though I'm a melech, and really this is not derech amalchos, but So why did he do that? Chassam Soifer's lashing. What was Dovin Amalekh thinking? Why was he involved with this? So he said a Dovin Niflon Mamish. He said, We know the Gemara says regarding Dovin Amalekh, Vashem Imoy. And the Gemara Darshins, what does it mean? Vashem Imoy Malamed, Shahalacha. He said, Dover Melech knew that Halacha Kemoisa Bechal Makan. And because he knew that Halacha Kemoisa Bechal Makan, he understood that came with an Achrayas. The Achrayas was, he now has to pass in every single Shiloh. You go to a Rav and you ask him a Shiloh, you don't know without a reasonable doubt that you're getting the right Psak. You do what you're supposed to do. And if he tells you, you smile, I'll smile, show you, mean, you listen. But at the same time, you don't know 100% if. What you're being told is the Emes. 
David Amelach said that some soifer knew. The reason he knew was because halacha kemoisa bechal makim, and being that halacha was kemoisa bechal makim, it came with an achrayis. The achrayis was that David Amelach had no choice; he had to pass in every single shaila, and that's why David Amelach said that ani yada miluchlochis bedam shvir v'shulya l'tar rishel avayim. But some soifer went weiter. He said, "Why was David Amelach zoycha that halacha kemoisa bechal makim?" So Pasha, you say, "What do you mean? He was the biggest London." As going to grasp the Balkishan. What's the Shiloh, right? Isn't that always the way it works? Says some Saifer, no, it's not the way it works. We know that there was Machloikis in between Bisham and Basil that spanned generations. And the Gemara says, Beshame were Machada Ditve. Yet the Allah is like who? The Allah is like Basil. Why? The Gemara says in Erevin Yud Gimel Amid Beis, it was because of their Midas. It was because of their Ben Adam Al It was because of their Midas Anova. It was because of their Chsidus. That's the reason Basil was Zoycha, the Halacha was Kemaisa. So David Amela, who knew that Halacha Kemaisa Bechal Makaim, he understood why is that must be because I'm a chassid. Must be Erevin your Gimel. It's not my Kishrin. It's not because I'm the biggest learner. It's people better than me. Balkarchach, that's the reason. See, that's the Oymek in the Gemara. David HaMelech says, Shomra nafshi ki chassid ani. Ich bin a chassid. Where was it chal that I'm a chassid? Because Yodai Meluchloch is Bedam Shvir Vishal Yotar Yishalabaylo. Stellt sich the Frage. There's a shortage of Dayanim that can see Maris. Why does David Amelech have to be busy with this? The Teretz is because David Amelech is Allah Kavaisa Bechal Makan. Abahagufa Kasha. The Teretz is because I'm a Chosid. It's the David Shamar Nafshiki Chosid Oni. Why? What's the Raya to that? Shekol Malche Mizrachum Mayer of Yeshena Malmitasam. Vani Yodai Meluchloch is Bedam Shvir Vishal Yotar Yishalabaylo. This is what Chasam Soifer said. One of the things he said in his Hespin on his great Shvar Rabbi Vega is Mafiza, I think it's Emes Lamita, it's Poshet. Moshe Rabbeinu judged. But had Moshe Rabbeinu judged, we snared over the Chasam Soifer last night that the, the Mishpat of Moshe Rabbeinu was, quote, it was Afilu Belei Eidim Veraya, it was without Eidim, without Raya, it was Al Piruach HaKodesh Vishelas Pi Hashem. And the Chasam Soifer said that's the reason that what was it in the Schadish Dalach of Amoitzim Echaveri Olav Araya? Go Oynes Ben Benoishal Goynes. What's the Posik? Right? Where does it say? Before Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to the Shemayim, and he's going to be Mekabal the Luchos, so he says, Aharon and Chor, they're the ones that are going to take over, and he says, Mi Baal Dvarim, Yigashalem, that if anyone's going to have a Shiloh, bring it to them, and he says, I'm waiting to make Chabay, all the right. Why was it this Chadish nice? Because until now you didn't need Rayas. Because Moshe Rabbeinu Paskin, everything out, Pi Ruach HaKodesh, Vishnevas Pi Hashem, so there's no mocking for it to be Chala, I'm waiting to make all the right. Now that Moshe Rabbeinu is going up to Shemayim, and now it's going to be Aharon and Chor, they're going to have to now. Paskin Shilas. Now all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a situation where there's a muxik and someone's trying to be moitzik from the muxik. Yet Stafman Hobin the halacha mi balvorim yigashalem. That's where that halacha was established. And we said yesterday that even though the Chassam Soifer doesn't quote it, but really the makar to this Chassam Soifer is a Zoyra Kaddish. The Zoyra Kaddish says mafurish regarding Moshe Rabbeinu. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu told Yisrael, "You want to know what I'm doing? Kiyed lohem davar. I'm judging because whenever Klai Yisrael has an issue, ba elai." Says the Zoyer, Ba'im may lie like Sif, which is what it should have said. Lahem Dover, their Ba'im. Ella Ba'im lie. Da Ruach Kutsha, Dava Asulagabe. Ube have a Yoda. For the Itzrich, Lachol, Da Listaklu, La Aino, Ella Lafum Shaita have a Yoda Moshe. When Moshe Rabbeinu sat and he presided over a case, he knew exactly what had to be done. And then the Zoyer Kodder says it regarding Shloim Amelech. And it says it regarding Malka Meshicha as well. And the Zoyer Kodder, Shneer Zois, Utlas Ile. 
Moshe Shloima Umalka Mashicha Donu Alma Belisadin Vasra. They were able to paskin without Eden without Asra. Sharbnei Alma Al Pumsa Hadin Al Meimer Iraisa. But Al Kaponim Moshe Rabbeinu when he paskin. How did he paskin? He paskin al pi ruach hakodesh. And Moshe Rabbeinu's ruach hakodesh wasn't just ruach hakodesh. Right, ruach hakodesh is one of the four levels of nevuah the Rishonim said. It was bas baklaria hameira, which means Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly what the halacha was. I think that's pashup shot. Moshe Rabbeinu felt that being that he knew the halacha. It's the Chmoshe Rabbeinu. And he's paskining every single shayla, every single nuance. Is bas baklar yahameira. And Moshe Rabbeinu has a right to do that. We spoke about that last night. But Moshe Rabbeinu had a gerech to do that. So he felt an achray. It's the same achray as of Dovod HaMelech. Just like Dovod HaMelech is vani yodam aluchlach is badam shmir v'shalyo. So Moshe Rabbeinu felt, I have to do the same thing. It's halacha kemoisi. It's shechina medaberes mitoich groinoi. So how's it shayich not that way? So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu sat and he judged. What happens? Yisrael comes to him and Yisrael tells him, Moshe, you need help. You can't do this by yourself. What's going on over here? What's Moshe Rabbeinu's immediate reaction? Moshe tells Yisrael, We mentioned last night that Chassam Soifer says that what does it mean, Lidro Shalikim? It means this Nakuda. They're coming to me. They're coming to me because of my Ruach HaKodesh. Nobody can replace that. If nobody can replace that, I have to be the one to do it. See, Yisrael says, I hear but I have an idea. You know what my idea is? Let's take all the different dinim and let's divide them into two groups. There's the Dover HaKotan and there's the Dover HaGadol. I think the Dover HaKotan we can find Hever. Let them be Achroi. Maskim. A Dover Godol, a Shaila, something that requires a Tshuva from the Noyed of Yehuda, a Maskim. But a Dover Kotan. That's something that I don't know that you necessarily have to preside over. And I think that even the Chevra will be able to don a dinamis. And it's Kedai, because otherwise, Nobel Tiba, you're not going to be able to make it. But Yisrael said that Hagam, I think this is a good patent. I think it's a good idea. But still, because at the end of the day, we're still saying a little bit of a Chiddush. We're still allowing ourselves to put ourselves in a situation where maybe, maybe, we're not going to get the right din. And it's for that reason, Moit Shrebein, who felt like Chachila, this is not something he could do. And even Yisroi, what did Yisroi say? Yisroi said, This is the part two of the raid that we spoke about last night. But just to be Messiah. And that is, so the Chsam Soifer, this whole Torah, is very much predicated on this idea that when Yisrael asks Moshe, what are you doing? And really those words, Lidroshalikim, are very, very sussum. Lidroshalikim, they're coming to figure out if the Torah gave birth to the Uber before the Negicha or after the Negicha. That's what they're trying to figure out. Right? They're trying to figure out who owns the talus. Why is this leader Shalikim? So the Chassam Soifer said, because Moshe Rabbeinu, when he paskined, he paskined al pi ruach hakodesh. But what's the pashup shot? What's the pshutay shal mikra? By yoyim Moshe lechaisnoi ki yovei elai ha'am leader Shalikim. Lechayu the pashup shot is the Ramban. The Ramban alatar right here. So he has a little bit of an arichus where he explains the shachla v'tayir between Moshe Rabbeinu and Yisrael. He says like this: Heishev Moshe lechaisnoi. Moshe Rabbeinu responded to Shver. He says, Shver, you want to know what I'm doing? He says, let me explain to you. I'm spending a whole day with the Am. And the reason is, because they come to me for a lot of things. Number one, they come to me to daven for the Cholim. 
And the Ramban goes on and he says that you find this idea of Lidro Shalikim meaning Tvila. The most classic example of that is, is in the beginning of Parashas Toldos. Vatelech Lidro Es Hashem. And the Indian of Lidro Es Hashem is an Indian of Tvila. So he said, number one, you want to know why I'm so busy? Because they come to me for Tvilas. Additionally, says the Ramban, I'm also the Shoifet. So I'm busy paskining all the Shailas. I also teach them Torah. That's the end of the Pasuk. So in these few words, one thing. They come to me for Dine Tari, saying three things. Number one, they come for Tvila. Number two, they come for Mishpat. And then finally, for Tera. So he said, that's why I'm so busy. The reason I'm so busy is because they're coming to me for all these different things. The Ramban continues and he explains what the response of Yisroi was to Moshe Rabbeinu. So it says Yisroi, says Yisroi, that as it relates to your taina, that they're coming to daven, I'm asking. I'm asking. You have to daven, right? You can't have somebody else daven for you. That's something that you have to do. Says the Ramban. 100%. You're right. I can't take that away from you. As it relates to the fact that they're coming to you to learn Torah, I'm asking to that as well. Says the Ramban. He says, I agree with you. Yisrael said, 100%. I can't take that away. But as it relates to this, that Yervishafatiti ben Isha ben Reyeo, the Mishpat, that have an Eitzah. That's that. That's Yisrael. And for that already, you can set up a judicial system. That's not something I think you have to be busy with. So, Three things. I'm busy davening for Klai Yisrael. I'm busy being a shoifet for Klai Yisrael. I'm busy teaching Torah to Klai Yisrael. So Yisrael says, I can see the first and the third. There's no way out of that. You have to daven. I, I'm asking to you. There's no way out of you davening. And you should be the one teaching them Torah. 100%. But as it relates, but as it relates to the Mishpat, it's over there I have an answer. But I'll call upon him. What does it mean, according to the Ramban? It's not Lidre Shalikim for the Halacha. That's Torah Sachsam Soifer. The Ramban is saying, Alder Chabshat, Lidre Shalikim, as in Vatelech Lidre Shasashem. They're coming to Moshe Rabbeinu for Tfilo, they're coming to Moshe Rabbeinu to be Mispal for them. So we mentioned the Hespid that Chasam Soifer gave from Kivega. A Hesper that we've quoted many times in the past. The Ksav Soifer. The Ksav Soifer, when he was Masped, his father. The Hilgi Ksav Soifer. This is Namish right after this Petira. When he was Masped, the Ksav Soifer. So he spoke about how the Ksav Soifer was a Rebbe and how he gave up his whole life. He gave up his whole life for his Talmidim. And he said that it was Margula Bepume, Vayorogal Huzal, Lefarsha Betuftan. That the Tata used to always say, the Chazal say, Ki Sifsei Koyin Yishmurudas, the Torah Yivakish Mi Piu, Ki Malach Hashem Tzvakoisu. In my Rav Doimil Malach Hashem Tzvakis Yivakish Torah Mi Piu. In love, and if not, I'll Yivakish Torah Mi Piu. So the Chazam Soifer Taitched, that wasn't me, that you're only supposed to learn from a Rebbe if he's a Malach Hashem Tzvakis. Where are you going to find a Rebbe that's a Malach, that you're going to say he's Mamish, a perfect person, he's the person that you should learn Torah from? So the Chazam Soifer says, no, it means something else. It means a person we know is an Oil of a Yoyret. You go up, you go down, you steig, you're born one way. 
Hopefully you become a better person. You have your readers. This is the way it is. Sheviyat people, tzaddik v'kam. This is who we are. We are people that have aliyas and yuridas. We have nefilas and kimas. This is the metzias. A malach is anointed. A malach is born, programmed. He can't go up. He can't go down. The way he's born, that's the way this malach is going to die. There's no metzias of being an oiler v'yorid. Sam Soifer said, if you find a rapper who's willing to be a malach, he's not thinking about his own aliyas. He's not thinking about his own steiging. But rather, he's willing to be an oiled. Like a malach is an oiled. Yavakish term appeal. That's the rabbi you shall learn from. The imlav, and if not, al A rebbe who's worried about his own steiging and his own aliyah, that's not a rebbe you want to learn from. You want to learn from a rebbe who's willing to be moist and nefesh. He's not thinking about himself. His whole mitzvah is giving over to his talmidim. And the Ksav Soifer went on and he said that, the, that my father was a no doirish venomikayim. Just one paragraph to get a feel for it. Ki odua. Shiloma meseches avoy dezara kam upon him. Lashir kovua imatalmidim lirtsoyna. It's Yudua that Chassam Soifer taught Avoy Dezara. It's not part of our Machser, but he taught Avoy Dezara many times. The Chain Laman Halachos Harbei Pamim. He taught Halacha, also not part of the Machser, many many times. Kirotzen Talmidim Latachlus Sarkam, and he did it for the Rotzen of the Talmidim, and partially because he thought it was for their Tayalas. Upechol Pam, and he said every single time he used to teach this. His Berlehem Davar Dibur Aleifanov. He used to explain it clearly. Him Tigmaoid Lahavina. He said it over with a ziskite, even though the Chassam Soifer knew this in his sleep, but it didn't matter. He said it with the whole geshmak. Gam liktanei erech. And he said, very often he was teaching people that were kitanei erech. Shleigiyah oid lehaven dover mitoich dover. Lamoid benekel al das rabam. Meaning the Chassam Soifer couldn't say it the way he would have wanted to have said it. He had to say it slowly. He had to start from the beginning. The chol zois lehoyoloy l'toyrech alamasa. And whoever observed was zoichet to watch the Chassam Soifer say share. They saw there was no tircha, there was no masa. Gam ki yevatel avur zemeli mudai. Even though it was so posh that the Chassam Soifer had so much to do and think about how much bittel's man was coming about. And he was like this Malach Hashem Tzvakas. The Malach who's an Oymeh, the Malach who doesn't care about himself, and all he wanted was to give over to his Talmidim. Said the Ksam Soifer, that I want to say like this, that the Ramban says, in Parashas Yisroi, that when Yisroi tells Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, why are you busy with the nation the whole time? So he said, there's three things I'm doing. I'm davening for them. He says, I'm paskinning Shilas, and I'm teaching them Torah. So what was Yisroi's response? His response was, davening, he says, listen, that you have to do. Teaching Torah, that's something you have to do. But Mishpat, I have an answer. Says the Ksav Soifer, It always bothered me. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't delegate his Koyach that makes a lot of sense. You go to the Tzadik, the Daven. Right, Tzadik can't call someone and say, you know, Daven Famich, and like this. No, in the Doyme Tzila, Tzadik Ben Tzadik, right? There's a Indian of a Tzila, but Tzadik, and it's in the Doyme. There's no one that can replace that. He said, but Torah? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to be the one that was sitting and teaching the Torah? It's not something he had to do. Why couldn't he delegate that? Why couldn't he have someone that gives the share underneath him and someone that gives the share underneath him? And as Weiter, the same system that Yisrael set up for Mishpat, why was that something that wasn't Shaykh for Torah? Zoktik Sav Soifer. He says, Ella, it's Pasha to me. It's Pashat. The reason is because Chazal say Rashi brings in Chumash of Pashat Yisra. We're learning a lot of Pashat Yisra. That Rashi brings in Chumash that when the Ebishter said, I'm going to 
give the Torah, and I'm going to give it to Moshe Rabbeinu. So what did Klai Yisrael respond? They respond, You see from here, that when it comes to learning from a Rebbe, it's, And Moshe Rabbeinu understood, that at the end of the day, the vart you can get from a Talmud, you have to hear it from the Rebbe. He said, there's a certain Yerushamayim, there's a certain Ruchnius, there's a certain Musr, there's something that comes when you hear directly from the Rab, something that you're not able to get when you can hear from the Talmud. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu, Yisrael was even masking him. Yisrael had and he told him, this I agree with you. You have to teach Torah. That's not something you can delegate. But the Dini moment is Bishloisha, that I just don't understand what you're busy with. That makes no sense to me. But as it relates to this, Enochinami, because then he goes on and he says that this is only true if the Rav is Taka Malach Hashem Tzvokos. And he says that in my Rav Doimel Malach Hashem Tzvokos Yivakish Torah Mipiu. Right, we know that Rameir learned Torah from Acher. So we find that there were people that learned Torah even from people that were clearly not Malach Hashem Tzvokos. But he says that's because at the end of the day you're gaining from him, you're shtaking from him. So Beseder, Rameir learned from Acher. It was a whatever. This is what it was. But in terms of this Indian of learning and seeing and being makabel, the hashpois, that's something you only get when the Rebbe is a malach Hashem tzvokos, and that's in my Rav doimel a malach Hashem tzvokos yivakish Torah mipiu mipiu daika. And the Chassam went on and he said that this was something that the Chassam took very very seriously, and this was uh, an Indian that by him was very, very choshev, that he didn't give over the... Sh- he wanted to teach every single Talmud, so every Talmud could be zoicha, to be makabal Torah from the Malach Hashem Tzvakas. And then he ends like this, and this is how we'll end. He says, Oid hishalonu, adoini avi mori verabizal, barocha. He says, the tat is not alive anymore. Some Saifu was just nifter, right? Just... Picture the scene. Chassam Seifer just passed away. And he's saying this by the Levaya. And he says, the Chassam Seifer, even though he left us, but he get, left us with a bracha. The bracha was Chamishim Chiburim. He says, 50 Chiburim, Hashemah Biksuvim Tachas Yodeinu. Of Kisveya that we have. Mehem Chidushe Alochis, Akamim Mesachtes, Ashalomad, Amay Yeshiva, Shiurim, Tamidim, Kisidrim, Mide Yoim, Beyoim. Halikosab Lonu Mishloishim Shana. He said, 30 years of Shiurim that are written down. Vishloishes. Shloisha Pomenal is a Masachtis. So some of them you have a Madura Kama, Madura Tinyana, and you even have a Madura Tlisa. May Hen Kutresen Lemoid al Sugis Veshita Sashachs. He says this Kutresen, right? We have these Svarim. The Chsam Soifers, Pirushim on different Sugis. Achasena, Vachasena, Kimat al Kol Sugis Sashachs. We have Kimat on Gan Sugis. Veshailus Achuvis. He said the Chsam Soifer left us with Chuvis. Migoine Adar. Achahoya Besaychenu Bemeshech Zman Chamishim Shonu. 50 years of Chuvis. Ubuli Neder. Everyone's gonna find something that they want. You have Khdushiagodis, you have Droshis. He says everything is there. He says all the Droshis that Khsam Soifer gave when he was a Rob in Dresnitz and Matistov and Prezberg, it's all written down. Gam chidushim ala Torah. Asher lo daiti. Ksav says, I'm pretty sure. Kechamishim pomim kosav ala Torah ala Seder. He sent 50 machzers of writing on chidushim Torah. The ear of parashiyah's kosav kan. Perushim shoynes al nach v'agodas chazal. Dvarim nechmodim mizav umipazrav. Said... 
His lips were always moving. His lips were always moving because he had so many Tamidim. Right, never wrote Svarim. But he had so many Tamidim that were saying over his Torah. This is a little bit of a Chiddush. You see from here that it's Shaykh Sif Sois of Doivavais, even when the person is not Bekever. Normally it's a din in the Kever. Sif Sois of Doivavais Bekever. Something to think about. But Al Koponim, he says, some Soifa left us, the Tata left us with so much Bracha. But he said, but there's one thing we're not going to have. He said, you know what we're not going to have? We had a Malach Hashem Tzvakos that we were able to be a Vakish Tayyamipiyo. And that we're not going to have anymore. That we lost. The Ksav Soifer prophetically said the Torah, the Ksav Soifer, we're going to have. It's going to be Malabas us at Bias Goyal Tzadik. With all the Chiburim that we have from the Ksav Soifer, that's something that even the Chayev already was starting to be in the Sparkson. And that's not the Aveda. The Aveda is not Torah, the Soifer. That's something that lives on. It's Chay Vikayim Mavish. What we don't have is, we had a Malach Hashem Tzvakis, and every time we heard Shir, and every time he says we heard a Jerosh, he goes, Vaita and Vaita, he says, we saw the Musavir Shemayim, and it went into our Neshamas, and into our Levavis, and it Mamish pierced us, and it changed us in such a Nifladig way, and he says, that's the Aveda, Oyna Lanu Kichatano. This was the heritage that the Ksav had at the Hespid from the Ksav and we'll stop here.